You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage, our money, and the stuff that matters. Hey, husband. Happy New Year. Hey, howdy hi. We're kicking off the new year with lots of ambition about what we hope to accomplish, so we're going to dive into all that today. We got a chance to have a sit-down, breakfast, little, I don't know, goals planning session. Planning, budget, retreat, meeting. Yes, (laughs) all of those things. Um, A few days before Christmas while we were both off of work. It was Mm -hmm. so nice. It was awesome. It was at our favorite restaurant. Mm -hmm. A parade of Gilbert characters passed by. Yes. A number of our friends. It really was like, I felt like um, it was like a staged sitcom or something. Mm -hmm. Just the number of people that kept coming in that we knew. It was just ridiculous. First, the jolly local businessmen who Mm -hmm. we're friends with. Then the local restaurant owners who we, you know, whose restaurant we were at. Mm Then our friends who run the farmer's market mm-hmm. stopped by. Then our local farmer whose CSA we've joined yes. stopped by. It was just I mean, It was ridiculous. If there was anything confirming that we are yuppie hipster wannabes, uh, <laughs> that moment was it. But it was awesome. It was so Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Um, okay, so we spent our breakfast goals meeting. Um, and this is something that we've been, we've been sitting down and talking about goals for the coming year like this for maybe three or four years. I think four years now. Yeah. It's really awesome. Uh, we just kind of started doing that. I think I was already kind of doing yearly goals and then we sat down and did it one year together and Mm -hmm. just really liked it. And we talk about our goals and we write them down on a piece of paper and then we put them on the side of the fridge, like not in a really conspicuous place. Like we can kind of see it, but it's not like broadcast to all our family and friends, Mm -hmm. but it's nice that it's just there and we kind of check in during the year and it's visible. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because we actually have all the previous Mm -hmm. years there too. So you can flip back and see you know, what failures we had <laughs> and no. what successes we've had. No, yeah, I'm mostly. Yeah. Um, so we talked about our like personal goals. And then we also talked about kind of couple family goals, including financial goals. Yeah, so we always have your goals, my goals, and then kind our of combined, combined goals. joint goals. Yeah. yeah. So let's share our personal goals. You go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're on the spot. <laughs> uh, so one goal I've had for a while is superficial and not based on anything, but just to be at 175, which I think is a, is a roughly appropriate weight. It's a weird pop. I think it was our fridge. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> roughly appropriate weight for me, but I've been I've been on my own uh, weight management and fitness plan and hit that goal actually at the end of really? 2016. Yeah. Nice. Um, and Congratulations. then I, I bumped back up because I've been weightlifting and, and trying to build more muscle mass. And so now I'm back onto a weight management cycle if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I wrote two blog posts about this. You can check out my blog for that. How does but, your dessert of ice cream and maraschino cherries, your disgusting dessert of ice cream uh, and maraschino cherries factor into this? Okay, listeners, <laughs> I mix vanilla ice cream with maraschino cherry juice and dump a ton of maraschino cherries in there, and it is delicious. And I am willing to bet many, many listeners will agree Probably with me. Probably so. I don't really think it's that disgusting. It just wouldn't be my preferred. And plus, I just I look over and you're just eating like this bright pink blob of something. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Anyway, so uh, so just to really 
health wise maintain where I'm at basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the other thing is because I've gotten so much into sewing, I've actually sewn you now a couple of articles of yeah. clothing that have been successful. Yeah. We have a modification due to, to do to one, yeah, but, but otherwise they fit and they're great and I love you know, them. Yeah. And so I want to make, and I made a bunch for the kids now mm-hmm. and I've got more to make, but I'm going to try to make about 5% of my own wardrobe be self-made. Whoa. Um, which is not hard to do because I only have roughly a hundred items of clothing total. Okay. And, um, and so I just need five items. And so I've what already... are, what do you think the five items are going to be? Well, a pair of pants, I'm thinking a pair of shorts, uh, another, another long sleeve shirt, probably a short sleeve shirt. And then I think I want to try my hand at sewing some under garments. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Socks. Interesting. Socks. <laughs> I can't wait to see your socks. Yeah. <laughs> the socks seem really hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just the elastic and stuff and. I, I haven't been able to come across. Uh, there's all sorts of things for knit socks. Like if you want to knit like right, cozy, right. warm but winter things. That's not things, what you're looking no, for. No, I want like every day I can wear this to work kind of mm. socks. And so I got to find a pattern for that. But okay. I, I think it's just a matter of having little, lots of little pieces that you sew together. But I think mm. it'll be all right. Or I think it's just, it just seems more like the right fabric and then the right, like it almost seems like maybe you need like elastic thread or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, there are stretch stitches that you can do, but um, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's it's like the weirdest, mysterious thing to mm. stitch to me right now. I've seen patterns for so many other things, but not really socks mm-hmm. yet. So okay. Anyway, um, and then I have one other project that is just sort of a a thing that I'm working on that at some point I may announce. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of under wraps right now. Yeah, but it's it it is a a thing that I'm working a lot on. But anyway, it'll be something to talk about down the line. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So. Uh, mine, I'll just talk about them briefly because I talk about them more extensively on the Girl Next Door podcast and also in a blog post on my blog. Is your other blog or podcast encroaching on our podcast? No. <laughs> Stealing what content. The hell, Erica. <laughs> uh, we've been we've been doing a New Year's post like a New Year's podcast about goals and intentions and stuff since we started the Girl Next Door. So mm. I think that the the territory has been claimed. Um, but anyway, for 2017, I chose kind of a, a single word that would be an intention and it's choose. And there are a few different ways that I'm thinking about that. Um, choosing family and writing, that's that's one way. And I kind of mean by that just I've talked about how busy I felt lately and just lots of demands on my time and commitments and things like that. And I just want to be really thoughtful this year when new things come up that I'm prioritizing family and writing, you know, and that can really, I think that can be in many different ways. And of Mm -hmm. course, I'm going to do other things outside of that, like my book club. I mean, like keeping up with friends, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to, but I, but I want that to be measured. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be making our lives too busy. Um, And yeah, I just kind of thought about those are the most important things to me right Mm -hmm. now, really, our family, of course. And then writing is really the craft that I want to be, want to give like my best energy to. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that. I want to choose gratitude if I'm feeling, um, I don't know frustrated in in different ways like I can feel impatient sometimes wanting to make updates to our house um, even though I'm actually loving our house more than I ever have and it's kind of funny I think it's almost now like um, now that I have more ideas about what I want to do with our house Mm -hmm. it's like uh, it's kind of in a different way whereas before I think I wasn't really sure 
kind of what my style was or how to put things together mm -hmm. in a home. And so then it was like a frustration where I want to, I want it to look better, but I don't know what to do. But now I'm starting to feel like I know what to do, but mm -hmm. it still means, you know, I, I don't want to be spending a lot of money and stuff. So, yeah. um, but just instead choosing to be grateful, um, for the wonderful home that we do have mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, so kind of thinking about that and then choosing action, especially just in the coming year. You know, we kind of talked about this, just the new administration and just things happening all over the world. Um, and I want to find ways to choose action mm -hmm. um, and not feel overwhelmed and like paralyzed in the face of those things. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be one that we can both Mm -hmm. do together because yeah. that's that, i feel like that's been something we were out with some friends the other night mm -hmm. and i was telling them that i feel the most combatively hopeful mm -hmm. that i've ever felt like and it's that. and it's because combative in that i really i want to engage mm -hmm. in some kind of fight <laughs> yeah for our democracy and freedom and all these things and mm -hmm. and um and taking action is mm -hmm. key to that you can't just vote and walk away you got to right. vote and then go get in it yeah um uh, along those lines, I think I didn't think about this as a goal, but part of my goals probably will be to get involved somehow. And I'm, I'm interviewing for a ridiculously not central part of the town of Gilbert's government. <laughs> I think maybe we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. That we mentioned it here before. So yeah. So you're going to yeah. interview for that position <laughs> and see if I can that be, be my entree into getting involved. How, right. how, however far removed right. it is, at least it's a, a point of yeah. entry. Yeah. And just, just learning more too. Mm -hmm. So Okay, let's talk about our joint Team Wharton goals. Uh, so I think a couple things are are the impetus for this first goal, which is first, bar none, this place we've talked about has opened and it's this maker space where all these cool people with personal crafts, mm. they're, they're producing these really great things. That plus actually my sewing, yeah. I think, has pushed us to be thinking about buying gifts for people that are either homemade mm -hmm. or locally made. Mm -hmm. um, and so this year... It's pro I don't imagine it's possible for us to do 100% locally yeah. or self-made, but I think the majority of the gifts that we give people will be things that either we make ourselves or we get mm -hmm. locally just to support local businesses because yeah. we, we love the businesses mm -hmm. you know that, that we do frequent. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to be one of our major goals, and we're going to carry that all the way even through to Christmas when we mm -hmm. you know do the major gift buying. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that this summer, maybe sitting down and planning some Christmas gifts that we could make so that we could, you know, if they require a little bit more time or something. But yeah, I feel really excited about that. I think that'd be so fun to have projects like that that we're making together and that we're going to give to family and friends. I just think that'll be really cool. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we also have a goal of making um, donating at least $600 in donations. And we kind of split that out. We said um, $300 to the local farm where we get our CSA. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a new farm. They've recently moved locations. So they're kind of getting started up and we wanted to kind of help fund that startup. Mm -hmm. And we also said that we wanted to make $300 in donations to other organizations that mm -hmm. are you know, working on causes that we feel are important. And that'll be part of the action action that we take this year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's not a huge, you know, percentage of our total take-home income, that amount of donations, but it's more than we've done before. And it's targeted and meant to be specific to things we really believe in. So it's our first, you know, step into being, you know, giving more than mm -hmm. we had before. 
So the other major goal that we always have every single year, financially speaking, is to save $20,000. And so this is part of our overall kind of five-year plan of attempting to save about $100,000. This is year three. Year one, we were successful. Year two, we knew we could fall short because of expenses. Um, this year, we part, we'll talk a little bit about our budget, but we reined in some things. And I mm -hmm. think some other things that were expensive last year won't be this year. Mm -hmm. So we think we can hit that $20,000 goal. So that's what we're shooting for again this year. Okay, so let's get into some of the thoughts and ideas that we have for getting us to our $20,000, how our budget is going to be reflecting that big goal. Yeah, I'm realizing we probably need to put an updated budget spreadsheet oh, yeah. up on on the website only Great because point. we've made minor modifications throughout mm -hmm. and I'm going to mention some now, but they're probably modifications on modifications that aren't on the okay. current. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get my... an updated budget then in there. Um, and just to remind everyone, we do have our uh, spreadsheet budget available for download or at least for view on our website, loveandmatrimony.com. I think it's under the tools, mm -hmm. but we'll definitely include a link in the show notes um, for this episode as well. Mm -hmm. So we've made some minor adjustments and, and they reflect on, or they are reflections of the things we talked about last time where we had surprising numbers in some categories of mm -hmm. spending for the you know year of 2016, like groceries, for example. Mm -hmm. So I'm upping groceries by 50 bucks a month. Okay. Because we have two growing boys and we spend way more than and it's the just, 800. It's just what it is Yeah. right now. I mean, we've kind of talked before about like, tr like trying to cut back our grocery bu budget versus, you know, we feel like we're being fairly reasonable and just given like time constraints of having two full-time working parents, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I updated um, our budget for daycare and babysitting mainly because of daycare by $50 a month. Oh, right. And that's actually due to, I think it's Prop 206 that was passed in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So we had one of the largest increases in minimum wage yeah. in the country passed by the voters. Yeah. And so um, that is, and we know the owner of our daycare mm -hmm. and, and she's she believes in this cause, but she's also struggled with the need to mm -hmm. deal with that extra expense now paying her workers more than they were making. And so um, that is being rightfully passed mm -hmm. on to us. Mm -hmm. And so we're upping that. Yeah. Um, we also are upping our car insurance and uh, registration monthly allotments. Oh, because the registration should be due yeah, this at the end December. Of this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have a year. So we, that's kind of nice because now we're just upping our contributions to that by about 10 bucks. So yeah. that should cover it by the end of the year. Yeah. And this is one of our little tools. We, you know, we pay our car insurance biannually, mm -hmm. and but we're putting monthly allotments into a, a Capital One account. Mm -hmm. And so then when the time comes, the money has been saved to right. pay for that. Right. Uh, we are adjusting down, thank goodness, one of our line items, and that is business costs. Oh, yeah. I finally updated um, our kind of something that had to do with the podcast hosting, and I've fully switched over both podcasts to a different host, Pippa, and it's free for podcasters. I've been really happy with the service. So um, anyway, and the uh, founder of Pippa is a matrimony listener. So shout out to Simon. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for creating that great hosting service. And so um, I no longer have to pay for the hosting fees at the previous podcast service. So that's like saving us about 40 bucks a month. Yeah, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. 
And lastly, I am adjusting up, and this is a, a voluntary thing, but Dashiell and Cedric's 529 contributions okay. monthly. All right. We were doing a paltry 25 a month per kid, yeah. uh, and we're moving it up to 40 a month, which is not a ton better, but it's we have a little bit of room to do it. It's so not a it. ton, and like saving aggressively for their college is not a top priority right now just because we have these other savings priorities but Mm -hmm. actually do think that having just that small amount it's just kind of like maintaining a habit yeah you know what i mean so i feel like i feel like that's good and i feel like that would be a recommendation for other people if you're feeling like you just can't contribute anything to college savings right now just Mm -hmm. Even just setting up the account and having a $5 a month transfer, mm-hmm. you know, just that it's like there and something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like that makes it easier for then when you do have more money to put in, that it's something that's easily there and you can add a little bit more. Or um, we also shared with grandparents before the holidays, you can share the 529 information and just said, you know, we would always welcome donations here in lieu of gifts if that's something you'd like to do so that's nice too yeah so those were the the sort of logistical changes um the other major thing is that we have killed our slush funds oh secret slush funds we revealed and then took away our secret slush funds (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh this was something that i'm glad we're getting a chance to talk about it on the podcast because so you are under contract for the university for nine months out of the year. So Mm -hmm. you get a regular paycheck nine months out of the year. And then usually you get like some extra teaching or research during the summer, but it's not guaranteed. And so you put back a portion of your paycheck, every paycheck throughout those nine months so that you'll have, um, kind of your contribution to the bills, like what would usually be taken out of your paycheck for the bills available during the summer when you don't have guaranteed pay. And also I do this in a really conservative way, meaning that I, right. I pull as much money as I, as I think would be maximally needed in mm-hmm. the summertime out of each month's right. you know income, meaning that I'm probably saving more than I need to, but just mm-hmm. in case something comes right. up or a trip or whatever, yeah. you know, we have it's a, a little it's room. A, it's a very good habit. Um, what has been the case is that you've been able to get work in the summer. Mm-hmm. And so then you've got this great savings and then also a paycheck in the summer. Yeah. And Although just one thing is yes. that is that I never save enough that I mean, I could save enough that I wouldn't need to work in the summertime, but I always, mm-hmm. I save enough that we are pretty close, but mm-hmm. I probably need some work in the summertime. Right. Right. So yeah, just because things end up coming up and that is like a little reserve of cash that mm-hmm. we know. And at some point you get your contract to teach in the summer, you know, and so we know that that will be something coming up. But anyway, we were just kind of talking about the other day and I was just saying, you know, it sometimes seems like you do have kind of this extra little reserve of cash, which often does go to joint expenses, like to help pay for painting the house and Mm -hmm. all these other things. But then I think a big portion goes actually into our Vanguard. Like I'll slough off 500 or even a thousand dollars here and there when we're like looking really good. Yeah. But it does kind of give this little extra bit extra bit of money that there's um, just kind of less like oversight on. Well, it becomes discretionary. Like, right. I can make a decision like I could put into Vanguard or I mm-hmm. could whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of 
I kind of see it as like your savings, like you get to choose, like, mm-hmm. you know, that was your money that you needed to save for the summertime. And then if you kind of have some extra savings anyway, but, um, I kind of brought that up and then we were looking at just kind of the, the way that I do my savings and pay for my entertainment allowance. I have $150 every month going into my save like personal savings account. That'll be for just like personal savings, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then $150 for my personal allowance because I just use my Southwest visa credit card and like pay that out of my savings. But then we were just kind of looking and you were kind of saying like, well, it seems like that makes it $300 for you then to spend every month. Um, And you also spend that money on gifts and things that, so it's not like you're spending it on whatever. I'm not just like frittering it away, but it is. In both cases, the money is going to like savings or things that are, that do end up being part of our budget in some cases. Right. Um, But it's not, it hasn't been, it's discretionary. It hasn't been yeah. specifically allocated and it's not in that like, way. And we don't track it as mm-hmm. well, Yeah, you know, because yeah. it just kind of goes into these pots that are like available. Anyway, just kind of interesting that we ended up both kind of having this. And it wasn't like we weren't like trying to like hide money from each other at mm-hmm. all. It was just like kind of how it worked yeah. You know, it's but all any- there on mint. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so but we've kind of changed some things up so that money that money is now more trackable, more like allocated, and that's kind of part of getting to $20,000. Like we really need to be not having these like little extra pots of money that we can dip into when we need to. We need to be sticking to our personal allowance accounts mm-hmm. every month. Yeah. And if we do have extra, like we should be, um, you know, channeling that into extra savings and stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep so those are gone so that's a that's a a nice um, improvement in efficiency yeah and let's talk about um we talked about a couple of tools for like tracking and making sure that's happening Mm -hmm. we talked about um each of us checking in to mint at least once a week i Mm -hmm. think we kind of go in and out of how often like we're checking mint we've kind of talked about this before you're often better than I am. Yeah, um, although less so recently, really. Yeah. But I think it'll be helpful if we're both doing it more assiduously. The thing mm-hmm. that will happen is, I mentioned this in the last podcast too, we have these categories where uh, spending occurs in ways that are hard to categorize. So spending right. at like Target or Amazon, yes. for example, things that are necessities are might be coupled with like a gift and it's, it's hard to right. parse that apart. But if we're checking in regularly, yeah. we'll remember that that particular purchase was, oh, the, that $40 was diapers and then the right. last $30 was this and then we can categorize it the right way. And I already did that because hey. I bought us a new calendar. We like always like to have a calendar on the refrigerator. That mm-hmm. was an Amazon purchase. So I went and I categorized it like maybe, well, I can't remember what I categorized it. Maybe like home supplies. Purchases. Yeah, maybe home supplies. And then I bought myself a calendar for my office and I categorized it for my as my personal allowance. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Okay. I'm already trying to do that and it cool. fe- and it felt really good. <laughs> um, we also said that we wanted to actually have more regular budget meetings. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about finances all the time mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And so it's not like we're not communicating about it, mm-hmm. but I think we've gotten away a little bit from like sitting down, opening up, really looking at the budget, looking at mint together. Yeah. It just, I th- just think it's a really actually simple, but really powerful tool. I mean, it's something that we totally preach on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, and 
that'll be nice that we can fit that into our, one of our new categories, which is, um, $150 for a monthly date night. Yeah. We so. had a date night line <laughs> item in there before, but I think it was $50, which it was like coffee slash. Oh, date. okay. Yeah, okay. Like so maybe it's more like going we, out for coffee in the morning. Yeah. We've sort of, we've, we've reined in individual entertainment expenses mm-hmm. and have those specific allotments. And then we have this allotment. So, yeah. Um, and it was almost kind of like not, it, it, it wasn't, it's not so much about like adding money, like now we'll go do that more often, but just more reflective of what we're actually spending because sometimes things come up and we just, we've, we've got to get a babysitter, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like it's always a date night for us, but it just seems like those things come up. And so I think we're not like hitting a super expensive restaurant. No, no, it's 50 bucks, you know, for, for dinner for two and a drink. And, uh, and then it's like 60, 75, 80 bucks sometimes if we're out for a while for a babysitter. Yeah. So it was just kind of more needing to be reflective of what we're actually spending. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are just events or things like that, that come up. That's not like, Oh, we decided we want to go on a date night but it's like okay we've got this commitment we've got to get a babysitter yeah so it's good to have that like budgeted for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think that's about it anything else on our on our budget no that's all so uh but we will take a chance in the next couple of weeks to try to review what we have on the website and update it uh yeah. But it's roughly, you know, it's roughly what we spend. So it's close enough okay. and it gives you a, an idea of, our, of, the, of how we structure, how we spend and save. Right. All right. Let's move on to tools you can use. And the tool we have today is budget front loading. This is something new that we are trying for 2017. Um, can you talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, we've never done this before, really. So the... Um, when we've had a thing that would be a somewhat major expense, the the tool that we have used, like I said, with car insurance, for example, mm-hmm. is to save up monthly mm-hmm. to be at the right amount by the time the a payment comes right. along. In this case, uh, gifts would be one of these categories where it happens monthly, um, but it's easy to not stick to a budget because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just an amorphous kind of category. They're mm-hmm. not like specific it's not clear how much we should be spending per person or per event or whatever. No, well, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's that so much. I more feel like it's that months are very uneven. Like for mm-hmm. our family, January, February, March, mm-hmm. there are a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like there's kind of a lot of spending at the beginning of the year, which we were talking about. It's like, okay, if we have a $50 per month budget or a hundred, whatever it is, I can't remember actually. Um, we won't have that saved up yeah. by then. And so then we're like dipping into other things and it kind of throws everything off where then it's like, oh, we're over budget, but not really because mm-hmm. we had on our list, like these were people we were buying for anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and then Christmas is always like a, a big mm-hmm. spending time too. And and I feel like despite having a budget, it's it's one of those places where we, mm-hmm. not butt heads, but you know, like mm-hmm. we, we have more intense discussions yes. because- um, I, I don't know what it is, but that is, it's hard because I think a, a lot of the expenses come at once and then it feels a little bit overwhelming. Right. So the idea here then is to throw all the money in that mm-hmm. is budgeted for gifts for the entirety of the year for mm-hmm. every person we know whose birthday, mm-hmm. anniversary, or holiday event is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's no discussion to be had, mm-hmm. right? So like 
well, there are a couple of modifications that could occur, but like that money will be there this month Mm -hmm. and then we'll use it each month, you know, regardless of how many gifts we have to buy per month. If we run short and, but we really feel it's important to get a gift for a particular person or event, Mm -hmm. then, okay, what are our priorities? Do we pull that out of an individual or combined entertainment kind of thing Mm -hmm. or where does it come from? Yeah. And so we make those decisions obviously when they come up, but this will help us think from the first of the year through to the end, mm-hmm. you know, where we're at and how much we have to spend. I just think for me too, I just, I operate so much better when everything is separated, like for it's a designated, you know, um, purpose. I yeah. think I like, essentially I want to see, I would love our bank accounts to reflect like the envelope system, yeah. you know, and we've talked about that. We've, we use some capital one accounts, savings accounts, kind of like that. Like we have one that's just for, um, the car insurance, like mm-hmm. the car insurance and car registration. So now we're going to have one that's just for gifts. And so we're going to front load that with the money that's needed for the entire year through Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then when one of us buys a gift, we'll reimburse ourselves from that gift account. So that's kind of how we're planning to keep track of it. Yeah. And that, that reminds me, that was the other thing that was really frustrating is we had originally created a bunch of Capital One accounts that mm-hmm. were like the envelopes for gifts, mm-hmm. for clothing, for the kids, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found myself doing, though, was every single month, money would get auto transferred in and I'd be pulling it right back out Mm, for that expense or whatever else. And, uh, and it was just, it was silly. Like there was no point to it, but if it's front loaded, right. That enforces the predetermined budget. And Mm. so that's, that makes it then useful. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the tool that we're using and I'm I'm excited to, uh, to employ it. We're doing it for gifts and for travel. Um, Oh, okay. Because, uh, travel this year should be way, way less expensive than last yeah. year. Um, in that we expect to have one or two trips tops basically. Yeah. We're, we're planning to do one trip to Austin. So that'll be a big kind of expensive trip. We have to buy four plane tickets and then, um, I might have a trip like girls book club retreat that probably some of that will come from my personal savings and then maybe a family trip or two like weekend trip to, you know, within the state. And other than that, we're not planning on doing any travel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess when I, when I mention trips, I'm thinking of air, airfare. Airfare. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Because now we have four tickets to buy. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a big deal. So anyway, we're going to, we're going to experiment with this new tool Mm -hmm. this year for those two categories and see how it goes. And can we talk about how, how we're front loading those? So basically the, I don't know if I actually told you this, but I'm just going to take the savings that I have for summertime and throw as much of it as I can into those two. Okay. Travel's not as critical, so the majority mm-hmm. of it's going to go into gifts, mm-hmm. a little bit of travel, and then we'll try to front load travel in the next two months. Gotcha. And then I'll start reimbursing my savings to get us back up where we need to be for the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Because that is a hard thing. Like I've kind of thought that it would be a good idea before, but it kind of means you got to come up with, you know, several hundred dollars at, you know, one time. So yeah, yeah. it kind of is something hard where it's like you almost have to like, you do it the once to get it going. So anyway, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. All right, let's move on to one big thing. <laughs> Chris did the one big thing jazz hands or whatever, whatever it is that you do. <laughs> um, okay. My one big thing is um, tomorrow as we're recording this tomorrow is our first day back to work. Your first day 
back to work after your glorious <sighs> sabbatical. I know. But you just have to feel so proud. I mean, you had such a great sabbatical. You totally made the most of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, anyway, this isn't quite my one big thing, but I think you should just... Um, I don't know, like expect that it'll be hard at first, like give yourself a couple of weeks, but I know you'll get back into the routine. I mm. mean, you're going to miss having the flexibility, all that stuff, but it doesn't mean that you're not still going to be enjoying your work and like finding a great routine. And I just, I just know you're going to find a lot of, a lot of enjoyment as you get back into it. Yeah. I mean, I, ha- I have a plan. I'm not too worried. The th- actually, the thing that I'm really worried about is just the hectic nature of our life with yeah. both of us working and yeah. being out of the house. Yeah. So, so actually my one big thing is going with the new flow. <laughs> and so that's, um, yeah, it is just going to be different since you have been home and able to kind of like tidy the house and prep lunches and start dinner. I mean, those are very significant for, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for, for just when just one of us is working and now both of us are going to be working, um, you know, back working full time out of the house again. So yeah, I just want to have really good, communication the next few weeks as we kind of figure out and I'm just like recognizing that you've been doing a lot around the house and like I'm feeling ready to you know take back over what's my portion if I need to be it's been easy we haven't had to do a lot of stuff after um, bedtime you know and Mm -hmm. so if I need to be doing some stuff after bedtime just you know just kind of stuff like that so just kind of recognizing that it's going to be a transition yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um, you know, finding, finding what works. So yeah, yeah, it'll be all right. We'll get through it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to summertime. Then it'll all be good again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my one big thing is, uh, I don't mean this to be boastful. I'm excited about it, of course. Um, but I'm also excited about the context of it. So, uh, I ended up showing up in an op-ed in the New York times awesome. uh, this past Sunday, which was December 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, no, January 1st, January 1st, <laughs> <laughs> New Year's day. You might know it as December 1st. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was written by a, an author, Jennifer Weiner, yeah. who's done, she's written a number of books and, mm-hmm. but she's also done op-eds for the New York times. Yeah, it was so funny because we read one of her books for book club, uh, this past year. And then you had just said that you were going to be talking to, uh, you know, someone from the times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home that day and you told me who it was and you were like, yeah, have you, have you heard of this gal, Jennifer Weiner? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I have a <laughs> book by her on, um, like on my library request list. So anyway, it was so it was cool that you weren't not only like in the times, but anyway, just that you got to talk to her just cause she's a well-known author. I just thought that yeah. was so cool. Yeah, so we had we had a nice conversation, and um, we talked mainly at, initially about social media and its role in weight loss goals that people might be setting for New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole context was New Year's New Year's resolutions. So I expected the piece might be something about because I've done research in the area. So mm-hmm. I, I expected the piece would be about how social media plays into you know people setting goals and then being public with those goals mm-hmm. when they do New Year's resolutions. What it ended up being, and this is why we're bringing it up. Um, what it ended up being about was more aligning your values with the commitments that you would make for the new year. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a lot of what I talk about on my blog is, is massive behavior change based on your values. And what we talk about on Mm -hmm. matrimony, like budgeting Mm -hmm. to match a lifestyle built on values. Yeah. 
So she talked, it was a bit political in nature, so maybe expect that if you go to read it, we'll mm-hmm. link to it. Um, but um, the, I just love that it wasn't about, oh, here's this, you know, nifty mm-hmm. thing social media can do for you if you're going to try to lose some pounds. Mm-hmm. It was actually think about your values and then think about what commitments those ought to drive you to make mm-hmm. rather than, you know, what next diet book are you going to pick up? Right. Uh, so I was happy that and kind of proud that I got to contribute to yeah. what I thought was a really good idea of hers to write about that. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. All right. I think that that wraps it up. We'd love to hear what your 2017 financial and otherwise goals are. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear. Um, you can get in touch at heymatrimony at gmail.com and you can find the show notes for this episode and all of our episodes at loveandmatrimony.com. We will try to get our updated 2017 budget um, linked in the show notes. And you can keep up with us in between episodes on Instagram. That's our social media of choice lately. Chris is practically awesome. Chris, he's selling a lot of cool things. Um, He'll need some support as he heads back to work. (laughs) And I am Kels Wharton. 17 it up, everybody. And remember to love your honey, not your money. We'll try to have our updated budget, um, our 2017 budget up there. And do we say anything else? Sorry. We will try to have our updated 2017 budget up there. And just did the exact same thing. It's like, <laughs> and what? I know. I it's don't so know. suspenseful. I thought that there was something else that we were saying. Uh, I don't know. Did you say Happy New Year? Yeah, I said that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maraschino cherry juice.